Welcome to another episode of La Storia Podcast. I'm your host, Santina Giannino. I'm really excited about a guest today who needs no introduction here in Braintree. She is District 5 Town Councillor and recently elected Council President, Meredith Verica. We met a few years ago when she was running for District 5 Town Council at a mutual friend's house where she was introducing herself to a small group of constituents. And right away, I was impressed with the knowledge of what is going on in the town and her vision for the future. Needless to say, she was elected, and that was just two years ago. Can't wait to hear her story. Hi, Meredith. Hi, Santina. Welcome to La Storia Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for taking the time to be here today. I know that you have a very busy schedule. Uh, you hold uh, an important position here in Braintree, District 5 Town Councilor, my district. Yes. And the president of the council. Yep. And um, what I'm hoping today is that we can get some insight to what you do. But before we do that, can you tell us a little bit about your background? I would love to. I'm, ha- I'm happy to do that. So um, I have lived in Braintree with my husband since 2003. But one thing I love to share about my story in Braintree is that we bought the house that my grandmother and her husband bought in 1945. Um, it's the house where my mom grew up and my grandmother lived until she passed away in 1999. Um, So we were so lucky and fortunate to be able to purchase that house. Um, And that's where I live now with my husband and my two sons, who are both students at the Braintree Public Schools. Wow, that's a great story. Yeah. So you remember the house from when you were a child. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I still sometimes stand at the window that I would stand at when I was a little girl waiting for my parents to pick me up after spending the night. And um. And I just know how happy it would make my grandmother to know that her great-grandchildren are now living in the same house and, and really not very much has changed. We haven't added anything. We haven't, we haven't changed the layout. So it means a lot to me too. That's wonderful. That's a really wonderful story. So did you grow up in Braintree? I grew up in Situate. My my mom, of course, grew up in Braintree. And my father was a guidance counselor at East Middle School for his most of his career. Um, And of course, my grandmother lived here and my grandmother also grew up in Braintree. Um, So Braintree has always felt like home to me. Um, But I did grow up um, in Situate and my parents still live in Situate today. So you went to school in Situate? Yes, I went to Situate High School. (laughs) And where did you go for school after that? I went to Colgate University for college. And then right after college, um, my husband and I moved to, I got married very young. Uh, I got engaged right after college. And uh, we lived in Vermont for five years and then decided we really wanted to move closer and back, back to really home um, to raise our own family here. So... Is Vermont his home? His previous home? (laughs) No, like so many things when you're, you know, 22 and having just graduated from college, we just got in a car and drove Uh, until we didn't feel like driving anymore. Um, So it was a little bit silly, but, you know, that's what we did. That's adventurous. Yeah, it was adventurous. It was, um, we started out living in a completely rundown farmhouse that we had agreed to take care of for friends of ours who had purchased it um, with, oh my gosh, infestations of ladybugs and holes in the floor and 
oh, it was it was like a horror movie. So we did not stay there very long. Um, and then we were in Burlington, Vermont, for about five years before moving back to, well, now to Braintree. Wow. That's yeah. wonderful. That's great. So um, you, what, what, what inspired you to, I know that you did a lot of volunteer work mm-hmm. in the past. And so was that like what inspired you to run for town council? What, what? I what was the opportunity that yeah, you saw? <laughs> I have always dreamed of, you know, being an elected official and working in town government. I love municipal, um, learning about municipal things, and I really love helping people. Um, but it's, uh, it's also a big commitment, and I didn't want to do anything that I couldn't put 110% of myself into. And so I really... I did do a lot of volunteering out through the years and wanted to make sure that I had the time in my life to be able to devote what I think this job deserves. Um, So that was one of the reasons I waited until 2019 to run is I had my children were older. Um, I had a lot of tenure in my job at that time. So I had a ton of vacation time and flexibility and it provided me the opportunity to devote the time, energy, and effort to not only doing a campaign, but more importantly, getting out into District 5 and meeting everybody and talking to everybody and learning learning so much about the issues. And I continue to do that. Um, it is my passion. Um, and even as a, as a little girl, my, my parents are both very active in local politics. And I was, you know, probably in elementary school stuffing envelopes and holding signs. And way back when in Massachusetts, it was a law that you had to have campaign signs had to have wheels. So the intent was that there wouldn't be lawn signs, right? The intent of this was that people had to put signs on cars. Um. And however, you figure out ways around that. And I, I always laugh. My training wheels, I learned to ride a bike because my training wheels came off to put a sign on. So they the sign <laughs> would have wheels and it could be it could be put up around town. Um, but, you know, I think it's easy for people to get cynical about, about politics. But people are, it's doing it or I, I am doing it <laughs> because I care deeply about this town and about the residents in it and really working to make it a better place. And, and I think that is not something that should be lost on anybody who's serving the town and whether it's on a board of commission like you, Santina, on the Historic Commission. So thank you for your service um, or as an elected official or any of our town employees because it is truly something you have to be passionate about. Um, and it's a labor of love, like you know, because you care so deeply about the issues at hand. Yeah. And that was one of the things. So when we met, yeah, it was when you were introducing yourself yep. to, I think it was prior to even coming around to the streets. I right? think it because, was, yeah. Yeah, because you also came knocking on my door yep. after that. Um, but uh, you sound exactly like you sounded that day, oh. like really passionate about what you want to do. So that's really interesting because it's not something that a lot of people would think of doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So because you grew up in that type of atmosphere, now I can see why you kind of like planned. This was always like a seed, right? It was a seed. <laughs> yeah. And I think that I I liken this to, you know, 
it's as if, you know, you can think about the your, your passions, right? For some people, it's sports. For right. some people, it's, it's gardening. For some people, it's bike riding. And this is my passion. Um, I love it. I love spending time on it. I wish I had even more time to spend on it. Um, because it, it means a lot to me to help people, provide information, and ultimately, you know, I hope um, make people's lives a little easier because that's, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Life is hard enough. Let's right. make it easy for it people. Is, right. And it does require a lot of your time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you work full time. You have two children. I know you have a disabled child as well, yep. right? So which adds even more of... Well, my house is not clean. I guess <laughs> I don't have time to vacuum. That's the list of your yes, worries. Yes, that's all the things you have to let go. And yeah, but it's great that you follow your priorities, yeah. and that's the way you should be, right? Priorities first, because yeah, sometimes we spend a lot of time just doing things just to fill the time because we don't want to address the important things, right? That is very so, true, yeah. And so that's good because you push the other things aside. <laughs> Vacuuming <laughs> is not important. <laughs> right, well, yes. <laughs> but um, so that's good. Um, so now you've only been a town councilor for like a year and a half, two years? So this is my second term, yeah. Right. So two year, two full years and a little bit, yeah. So then how did you become president of the council? Well, <laughs> so I'm quickly. so proud um, and, and honored. Thank you. Yeah, so the, the council president is also an elected position. So you're elected by your colleagues, which is why, again, this, it means a lot to me to have the, the faith of the other counselors and my colleagues in Especially me. so quickly, within a yeah, year you proved I, yourself. <laughs> I, um, and part of my goal as council president, or one of my goals as council president, and, and I think I relayed this, is to really drive civic engagement and lift up the role of the council in town. Um, so a few small things so far in the first two months um, of being town council president, I've been trying to increase access or ease of access to residents um, to the town council meeting. So, you know, we added a QR code, a scannable QR code to the agenda. So you can watch the council meetings or access them afterwards on your phone. Uh, we added another, a quick link to get to the uh, BCAM YouTube channel to the town council webpage. Again, trying to make it easier for people to to watch access. I love that we can have the, the meetings live streamed so you can watch it at your convenience. You can right. do it when you're picking your kids up or making dinner or whatever else might be going on in your life that makes it hard for people to get to town hall at 7.30 on a Friday night. Um, it, it appears that people make it there when, whenever there is an issue that yes. they're interested in. Yes. <laughs> then you make the time and then you show up. <laughs> right, right. And and I think, you know, we, I know how busy everybody is. And, and that's why I want to make sure people feel welcome. Um, I don't know if you watched the last town council meeting, but I'm really excited and grateful to the Braintree Public Schools. We've partnered with them to bring some art into the council chambers. Um, so again, I'm really trying to make the atmosphere warm and inviting so that residents do feel that the council's theirs, right? The, the town hall belongs to all of us. We're here to serve the residents. Um, and hopefully some of those small things will make a big difference in the long run. 
Yeah, um, so that's nice. Like makes it a little less intimidating being there. It's just a little more casual and That's my hope. It's yeah. not easy to get up and stand at a podium and talk to nine people behind big desks. You know, we want to make we want to make sure that residents are confident and comfortable um, coming to town hall. And and if anybody has listening to this has any ideas, please get in touch with me because that that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I really admire that you make it. That it's nice because, like I said, through my own experience, like up until four years ago, you know, like we all just go about mm-hmm. our business, our life, you know, there's somebody in town hall that's taking yeah. care of everything. <laughs> and unless something comes up that it's important to you, then you don't really make the time. So, um, and, and that's how I got introduced because there was an issue that I tried mm. to address. <laughs> and I got to meet your predecessor, Michael Owens, very, yep. very well. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. Yeah, and um, I was really, really impressed because I learned what he did. I had no idea prior to that. I yep. mean, he was, you know, there for me, and good. which is what I see you do. That's my goal. You know, yeah. just going out there and helping people if they have an issue. I mean, you all over the place. <laughs> like sleep also gets, <laughs> goes by the wayside along with the vacuuming sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even just having like the office hours every yeah. week—that's like incredible. Yeah, like, I have, to give. Thank you. Yeah, but again, like uh, my work is informed by listening to the residents and hearing from hearing from the residents and making sure I'm accessible and available. Um, so yeah, I have office hours every Sunday from four to five. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do work, like you said, I also work Monday to Friday at like a paying job. Um, and I have during the pandemic, um, I had all my office hours virtually and I've found like many of us that that worked really well for some of my constituents who, have trouble getting out of the house, um, whether they're, you know, have a disability, small kids. Um, so what I've done now that we're sort of back to quote unquote normal is first and third Sundays, I'm still virtual. So I make sure that people who it's easier for them to do that, um, via computer still have a chance to do that. And then second and fourth Sundays I'm in person, um, right now at the Grove street, Duncan, over oh. in the Stop and Shop Plaza. So Sundays, four to five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that the way you were. That's great. You stop That's by great. anytime. Yeah, we'll stop yeah. by. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm virtual, and then the next Sunday I'll be in person. I would come, love that. Yeah, come, please. Come for a cup of coffee. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Latte. So, um, so now, so what are some of the issues or things that you kind of like addressing that are really close to you right now like ordinances or anything like yep that. so what i'm personally invested in working on um i is i, I think the th- the three big buckets are you know the environment and they all start with the letter e the environment economic development and and education um, so for the environment, and I know I was lucky enough to talk to the Gardeners Guild, yeah. I have been working on a tree protection ordinance. It's a long process, um, but I'm hopeful that that will come before the council this year. But I think, you know, being intentional about our green space, the green space that we have in town and protecting that, and then thinking of ways to either create more or even enhance the protections we have for the green space in Braintree is even more important than it's ever been before. Um, 
And we have some really exciting projects coming up, one at the Manatequit River Restoration over at the RMV um, area that should help with a lot of environmental, um, I guess, restoration, for lack of a better word, or restoring a lot of that okay. wetland. So all of that is so important as we think about how we're going to adapt to climate change um, and what some of our, you know, what what we need to think about doing differently more of and less of to help us get there um, is one thing that I try to to think through in the work I do for the council. Um, and then for economic redevelopment, right in the heart of District 5 and the heart of Braintree is South Braintree Square, um, which is just such a great spot in town. Um, and I was working with the planning department the and the Braintree Chamber of Commerce on a local rapid recovery program. So we got some grant, the town got some grant money and, um, you know, we've been working through, should we change, you know, how do we look at permitting to make it easier for businesses to do business in South Braintree Square? What are the parking problems we have? What are some of the other ways that we can enhance the square for the, we have such incredible businesses that are there and, and vibrant, it's vibrant. So what can we do even more to help those businesses thrive and survive um, in the square and even attract new new businesses there? Yeah. Um, so that's been a great opportunity. I've learned so much about, you know, things I didn't know about, like permitting a business. Um, and I would encourage people to check it out. All the information is on the town's website too for, for all the work that was done for the Braintree. It's called Braintree Local Rapid Recovery Plan. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and it's specifically targeted to South Braintree Square because that was the area that we got money to support. Not because we don't care about the other areas of town, yeah, yeah. but it, it was very targeted to, to get this grant money to do the work. So. so what are some of the things that you foresee that will change well, that is a great question. So one thing that the planning department and the Braintree Chamber have been working on, again, is is a permitting guide. And we've also been, um, you know, parking is a perpetual problem in the square. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, you know, think about, I've just put the plug in, think about walking a little bit further to free up some of those quick in and out spaces for some of the, the places in the square that you're not going to linger. You know, if you're if you're going to go down for a haircut or a nail appointment, if you can park a little farther away because you're going to be there for an hour or more, that's a huge help to the small businesses that that rely on a lot of foot traffic right. going in and out, like for coffee or even running into the hardware store. Right, right. Um, so those are some things to, to consider and think about as you're going. I mean, the... Believe it or not, there's over a thousand parking spaces. Really? I know between between um, like Foley's ice cream and the library. Wow. <laughs> so I know. However, it's it's just gets so condensed. But if you're you know if you're willing to walk a little bit further, if you're going to be lingering in the square, add that is some getting some steps in if you can, and um, it really helps free up some spaces. Like I said, for the the businesses that rely on a lot of quick quick trips. Have you received any um, like I don't know suggestions from people like what they would like to see there for business as well, like a change maybe? I don't know. That's What's... a great question, and um, I what I'm hoping to do this spring is really you know get some of the business owners together and hear directly from them about what would be helpful, um, and I would love to hear from residents. A, a brand new 
uh, pizza place just went into right. the square. Boss with three S's. Ba, B-A-H, B-A-H, pizza. Um, so that's really nice because it's it's so great to have <clears throat> um, storefronts that are busy and yeah. And we don't have a lot of vacancies in the square, which I think is also a testament to how well run those businesses are and how much brain tree values at small businesses. Right. But at the same time, though, I think one of the things that I miss that it's missing from there is probably having like I miss Sintra mm, a lot. That's right. Yeah. You said okay. you know yes. about that. <laughs> <laughs> because it's nice to be able to, you know, go locally somewhere yes. to meet friends, you know, have a glass of wine, have some dinner, you know. It, so I think having, if you want more foot traffic, I think that having more places like that. That's a great that, idea. That, yeah, yeah. I think that that would help mm-hmm. keeping people in the town. Yeah. Because a lot of times if you want to go out for dinner, you end up going to another town, right? Right. Because, you know, we don't always want to go out for pizza. Yeah, no, it's food. true. It's, yeah, yeah, you want to have a nice so, variety. Variety. Diversity would be really good. Yeah. And um, I, I think that there's a lot of people probably around, you know, older <laughs> that miss having that yeah. place to just... You know, I know, work, yeah. Walk in and just see people that you know and, you know, it, different atmosphere. Different atmosphere, pizza, right. Than yep, a pizza yep, place or an ice cream place. I agree. It's great to have a, a big variety right, so right. that you have choices. And it's also helpful, you know, oh, this this place is really busy. Let's just go two doors down and, exactly. and try a different exactly. place. And, and then having, you walk. It's a lot of synergy. Exactly. And they will walk. And you walk. And then you see the other businesses. <clears> and then you may go back, you know. Right. For something else, you know. Yeah. But you need that foot traffic and you need people to be mm-hmm. interested in what's there. That's great. I'm, I'm really, really happy to hear that. that yeah. That's a nice change. Oh, good. Yeah. So now you're doing all this stuff. What's in the future? What, what, what aspirations <laughs> do you have politically, well, professionally? Well, I love being District 5 Town Counselor. Um, as you say, I, I go and knock on people's doors, and I still do that. And I'm really excited to have the pandemic sort of be ebbing so I can get really back out into the neighborhoods that I didn't get quite as much um, miles in yeah. <laughs> the last two yeah. years. So really looking forward to that. Um, and and just looking forward to seeing what the future brings and to focus on being town council president for this term. And again, um, d- really driving civic engagement. So one exciting thing that we have upcoming, if you haven't heard about it yet, it's our master plan process. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think there's going to be a ton of opportunity um, for not just for me, but for all of the residents to get out and participate, there's going to be lots of different ways to participate. And, you know, I, of course, want to make sure District 5 residents' voices are heard in this process. So um, I'm looking forward to getting together with neighborhoods and, and getting together with with civic organizations and civic associations to talk through how we can contribute, make sure what our hopes and dreams are for the future are reflected in this master plan because it's really a great policy guide guideline. And I think it's also a way for us to help make decisions. Right. Um, and, and, you know, take some things that tend to be very, very contentious and say, we can have differences of opinion, but remember, you know, last year or two years ago, we decided as a community that we were going to do this here or that there. So, Let's stick to the plan. 
Right. Um, and right. it should be, you know, flexible enough to respond to current events, but solid enough that we really have know which direction we're going in. So for the next, I would say probably 18 months between that and town council president, that's really going to be my focus and um, always happy to hear from people. And that's where that's where a lot of my ideas come from is residents. So keep it coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want the audience to learn about you or to, I don't know, your family, your work? Um, yeah, my day job. Your day job. My day job. My <laughs> nine to five job. job. Um, I am lucky enough to, for my day job, <laughs> do a lot of what I do for my town council job. I do community and municipal outreach for Eversource Energy. Oh, okay. um, so I work in our transmission uh, transmission department for helping against residents, civic associations, municipalities, and municipal officials understand what um, what work we need to undertake to make sure that the electric grid is resilient, safe, secure, and also helping us move towards a clean energy future and, and complying with the Massachusetts laws and regulations, which are really at the forefront of a lot of um, clean energy guidelines in the entire country. So that is a big part of my work is making sure people understand um, what's needed to achieve the climate change goals that the governor set out for the Commonwealth. Wow. So yeah, um, it's impressive. <laughs> it's great because I get to use a lot of the same skills for both for both parts of my life, um, and it's been really, really incredible learning experience. I have learned so yeah. much about electricity. Um, so I've been with Eversource for about eighteen months um, or so. So it's it's oh, a fairly okay. new really new role. Real. Yeah, another field. So you had two big major. I know. I just keep it. Life. <laughs> Keep it going. I got a new job during the pandemic. It's kind of crazy, but you know, life goes on. And right after becoming a district five counselor too. So yeah, not two long after that. Like I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So That's thank great. you. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Go I'm very force. lucky. <laughs> I know. Why not? Right? That's the way things happen. That's true. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we could spend a little time together Thank you so to much learn for so much about me. you. Yeah, yeah, this is great. I hope we can do it again. I hope we can do it again, especially come back and just give us some updates, especially about That'd the master awesome. plan. Yeah, and I would love like that. anything that's going on with the schools and yeah, you know, there's a lot, a lot on your plate. Yeah, so. there's a lot going on in town, and yeah. we have a lot to uh, look forward to. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I look forward to getting some updates from you. You Thank bet. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you. It. Yeah.